the Bar is a podcast for dance studio owners by dance studio owners. Every week, we seek to unpack what is happening in our lives, our businesses, our hearts, and our minds. Sometimes we take a serious tone, other weeks, not so much. Either way, we hope you feel encouraged, supported, motivated and uplifted by simply knowing you are not alone. Join us at the bar. Welcome back to the bar. It's Miss Jane joined again by Miss Mel for our third season of At The Bar and we're very excited to be joining you having conversations about dance studio owner life, life in general and just having a laugh. Um, Welcome back Miss Melanie. Hi Jane, how are you? I must apologise in advance. I am recording um, in a little nook of my studio today and it may be a little bit noisy, but just with cute little dancers, that's all. Yeah, it's all part of the fun. And look, you know, we're keeping it real. Keeping it real. real. And look, I think, you know, some people might be joining us for the first time, Mel. um, we've, We've both got our own studios. We've both got families. And the idea around this podcast is to keep it real is to be like we're just chatting with friends as if you you popped over to our studio so yeah sometimes there's a bit of noise surrounding that um we don't claim to be experts in anything really apart from what you know what we've been doing with our lives and what we've been doing in our studios and we just hope that these conversations offer a little bit of support encouragement maybe some some long distance friendships um come out of it and that mostly dance studio owners know that they're not alone yeah absolutely jane and i um i was uh, getting ready this morning and thinking about Facebook because we were preparing our topic of discussion um, around teenagers and thinking about social media and and there's lots of negatives around that but I think the positive side of social media has been the connection that dance studio owners have been able to build around the world and what I love um, is hearing that studio owners in the UK and New Zealand and America all face the same challenges we do and it makes you feel not alone, you know. Yeah. Sometimes you do feel alone as a studio owner, mm. but hearing those stories really makes me feel um, that there's, there's a group of us fighting the good fight together. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it's not like, um, you know, we're accountants or school teachers where... <laughs> oh, <laughs> Thankfully, <laughs> yeah. I went and met my with my accountant the other day. I was like, oh my god, definitely not an accountant. Yeah, but well, you know, they have really large organisations. They always have, and a lot of support. Often, you know, if, if you're a school teacher, you're working in a school with other school teachers, yes. and uh, you, you get to go to the staff room and have lunch. Hopefully, hopefully, you get to have lunch. I, I recognise probably not every day and um, have a chat and so maybe this is a little bit like the staff room except we're at the bar drinking wine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not drinking wine. It is nine o'clock so I'm not drinking wine. (laughs) Not yet, not yet. We might do some videos first. (laughs) (laughs) But today we're talking about our beautiful teenagers. 
We are, we are. And I'm entering teenage time as a parent, uh, but have been teaching teenagers for many, many years, well over 20, probably nudging 25, I'd think. Um, probably mm -hmm. started teaching them when I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. um, but I know moving into becoming a parent of a teenager is certainly um, opening my eyes and uh, taking me on a journey. Um, I have to say in terms of teaching, I actually really adore teaching my teenagers. I know they can be tricky. Um, we all have those classes where we think, oh, my goodness, you know, the energy in this room is just <laughs> so exhausting. <laughs> Um, mm -hmm. But like you, Jane, most of my teenagers here have grown up with me. I've had them since they were little people. Mm. And what a joy and a privilege to see them evolving into these, you know, thoughtful, um, interesting, you know, perhaps at times moody, but, um, you know, blossoming into these wonderful young adults. I think that's the greatest privilege that we have as studio owners. Not yes. even school teachers get that experience, yeah. do they? No, no, that's right. We we do get to go on the whole journey with them. We might not teach them for every class, or there might be a few years here and there where we're not we're not teaching them at all. Um, but we're still involved in their life, and yeah, the privilege is the word. And I think um, you know, it, it it is a lot like parenting in that some days you do have really challenging days as a parent, but it's still you wouldn't trade it for the world, and you know that you're making a difference. And it's the same with teens. And I'm I'm with you. I do think they get a bit of a bad rap, mm. but for most things, it's from not enough understanding and um, if you are struggling with teenagers in your studio then go there are so many books about the, the teenage brain everything starts there for all of us it starts in the brain so we need to understand what what changes and challenges are happening in the teenage brain and the rest of their body because that's where the behavior is being driven from and when we start to understand where they're at developmentally then really a whole lot of things fall into place and yeah, absolutely and I, I think one of the reasons well, on my view is that teenagers get a bad rap is that we have adult expectations on um, essentially children you know their brains are still developing and maturing um, and we have we see them as these young adults when they're actually not. They may physically present, and I know I had this experience with my eldest daughter. She grew very quickly, um, and she was very tall um, as a 10, 11, 12-year-old and could have easily passed as 15 or 16 at the time because she grew really quickly. Um, yeah. And people had huge expectations of her level of maturity. Now, she was and is quite a mature young girl, um, but at the same time, she was still a little person with lots of emotions. Mm. Um, and I think that's where often we, we find that struggle between um, expectations and then what's actually happening for those young people and we know that um, the brain goes through a massive um, process of pruning they call it so 
you know, when a child's developing, they're creating all of these connections. And during those teenage years, those connections are actually being refined. So um, they, they actually lose some of those connections because the connections they need are being really honed in on. Yeah. And so they can be forgetful. I know, I know, I know when I know when I'm that conversation or we just did that last week why have you forgotten you know but yes, something yes. she's doing intentionally um it's just because that's what's happening within her brain the thing with the thing um, with, um teenagers i'm going to get a feedback okay for you oh uh, yeah yeah it's fine for me Okay, well, I'll just continue on. The thing with teenagers is we have to remember they're human and sometimes they don't look all that human. I'll admit that. They can be a bit grouchy. But they are learning to, um, um, I guess, unpack emotions and how to deal with them. You know, there's a lot, there is a lot happening there. And like you say, you know, they're not meaning to forget the combination. Of course they're not meaning. You know, none of them really are going out of their way to try and annoy us. That's, mm. that's what I remember in, in my head on, on a day where I'm like, whoa, you guys, right? I think they're not standing there thinking, oh, let's really, let's really annoy her today. Okay, mm. they might be being annoying. I'll, I'll give you that, but that's partly my, my problem as well. But that's mm. not their intention. No. It, no. <laughs> a little bit like a preschooler, you know, who's, who's struggling to negotiate being away from mum or dad the first time. They're not thinking, oh, I know, I could really get this teacher worked up. I'm just going to cry so much that all my snot comes out my nose. They're not thinking <laughs> that. They're just, I had a day like that on Tuesday. Hmm. Uh, they're thinking, where's my mum? I don't feel okay right now. And it's the yeah. same with the teenagers, you know. Uh, often I say to them, Mel, you know, I get them on a, on a Thursday, so they've already had a really long week at school. And I just say to them, show me with your thumbs at the beginning of class, show me how you're going. Two thumbs up is awesome. Two thumbs down is I might need a bit of extra support. And two thumbs side to side is, you know, so-so. Life's okay. And that way they don't have to verbalise how they're feeling. It's very subtle. They just show me. I can gauge how the, the room is. I, if they all put their thumbs down, I, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I might have to check be fine. my yeah. This is, I might just go and get another coffee quickly. But I'm going to change my class plan because I think, you know, I need to meet them where they're at. Mm. And if they all put their thumbs up and say, you know, life's fantastic, then I go, okay, probably also change my class plan there. Um, but yeah. I think, you know, just, just asking them like that was a really good thing that I started doing. I don't do it every week. I just do it when I sense a bit of a vibe. Yeah. <laughs> a bit of atmosphere, yeah. Vibe can be strong sometimes, can't oh, it? Oh, yes, the unspoken, yeah. the unspoken, I guess, atmosphere, you know, they come in and you just think, all right, something's not, not right. And also, as, as busy mums and dance studio owners and wives and daughters, sisters, friends, We've got our own baggage that we bring into the class. As professional as we are, we try not to. But I don't know about you. I forget that it's week seven at high school and that they're preparing for English exams, for example. So unless I say, how's things going, guys? And they go, oh, my gosh, we've got exams. I go... I just assume everything's hunky-dory. Yeah, yeah. And it's what's relevant in their world, isn't it? You know, to us you think, oh, gosh, 
exams, no big deal, you know. We've all been there, done that. And we can tend to do that as adults, can't we? We can go, yeah, but you don't know how Ooh. hard it is being an adult and having to pay bills and blah, blah, blah. But it's what's relative and, and in top of mind for them. For I think sure. The other thing is too is that going through teen years, it's that real process of them realising that the world is a lot bigger than what it was when you were a kid. And I'm, mm. I'm observing that at the moment with my own children. I've got um, my second has just turned 12 and he's he's a little boy, you know. He's still yeah. wide-eyed and, and taking in everything around him and he's still, you know, building stuff in the backyard and climbing trees. But I know that that's going to shift and he'll eventually start to see, you know, it's all those horrible news stories or there's an earthquake mm. and, and they start to sort of see that the world is a bigger place, that it's a more dangerous place than what they realised when they were little kids. You know, there's that beautiful mm. little protective bubble that we have around our children when they're young um, and I think we have to acknowledge that for teens that it is a real process and you know time for them of understanding and grappling with where they sit within the world and that's huge Such mm. a, oh. I'm still working on that <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm in my 40s. You know what? I was just going to say that I still struggle with it too where I sit in the world how sometimes the world disappoints me you know we we see events and we start we stop trusting sometimes in in parts of humanity and things and it's a lot to process you know you you see things happen and you think how could humans do that to each other yeah. how does this how does this all work um you know these are big questions and we're we're struggling with them um, with our almost fully formed mind, <laughs> I say fully formed because we are all worked in pro process, but, you know, their brain's still really, really growing yeah. and um, they're experiencing this for the first time often. About on, on that, like I, your studio is a haven. I've been there. It's a haven yeah. um, for all students, but I, I would say particularly this cohort. So what is it? I mean, like studios can provide this safe place a, away from uh, high school particularly can be nasty. Mm. So what is it about your studio that you you think really, I guess, retain not only attracts but retains those teenage students and what is it that you're doing on a practical level yeah. that creates that haven? Good question, Jane, because I, I do reflect on this a lot. I'm I'm very protective of my studio culture, and I know that's one of your favourite words. Culture, culture, culture. Absolutely. <laughs> and where the leader goes, we know so too does the culture. Um, and so I'm very protective of my culture. Now, at times we know that teen uh, girls, because we mainly work with girls, we do have quite a few male students as well, but mostly girls, you know, and they can go through phases where, you know, the friendship circles, there can be hierarchies, mm. there can be people being left out, there can be an undertone of narkiness and it does happen and uh, I have not come across any setting where that doesn't happen with teenagers. Um, I am very upfront with my students about that's not how we behave here. And so, and they know when it's coming. I'm like, it's time for the talk. <laughs> <laughs> here she comes. <laughs> um, and, you know, we will sit down and we will talk about this is how, you know, and I say to my kids, you don't have to like everyone because I think that's also important. Mm. You know, we don't get along with everyone. Not, it's not 
sunshine and lollipops. That's not real life. That there are always people that you're not going to gel with like other people. But my number one rule without question is you just must be respectful and kind. That's all. You don't mm. have to hang out. You don't have to go and have sleepovers. You don't have to do those things. But when you're under my roof, you are respectful. We respect each and everybody's opinions, um, the value that they bring to class, um, and that's it. That's the baseline. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and I think those conversations, you know, sometimes that's done on a group level. Sometimes it's individually. Um, and yeah. kids are like sheep. They want to know yeah. how to behave, what the rules are, and they will do that. But if you let it go, mm. if you don't <laughs> call it out when you see it, um, then that festers. Um, on, on the other side of that, um, one of the things that we do within the studio is that our teens are very much part of our leadership um, mm. in our school community and we have um, lots of our teens involved in our assistant teacher training. Um, even things like our extension programs where those teens are coming in and doing extra classes and then those classes are performing out in mm. the community, we're always looking for ways to boost their esteem and their ego and that is so mm. important for a teenager, isn't it, Jane? Yes, yeah. And for, I mean, uh, I'm just sitting here nodding uh, again like, you know, we've been to each other's studios and they mm. are very closely aligned and that's why we, we gel and it's why we enjoy working together and, and bouncing ideas off each other. Um, and for, for me, it's really important for us to, to have a sense of belonging and um, so like safety, I guess, first, you know, like I am safe here but mm. then up from that, I belong here, I'm included here. Um, I feel like we all have this desperate desire to belong to something. And so I've done a lot of work around how how I can reach out to students and make them, <clears throat> excuse me, feel like they belong. And sometimes that's through, through things in the studio, but it's also recognising that your studio is a community and uh, that that's a you know a unit a vessel that can be filled up with other activities such as social events or um, performing together for a community event all of those little things yeah you know what they don't have a huge return on your financial investment a lot of the the time that you give to those things might be pro bono um, but I think it serves a greater purpose. In yeah. fact, it fills me up so much more than my bank account could because, you know, when I die, <clears throat> I can't take that money with me. Yeah. But when I die or I'm, you know, on, on my deathbed, I want to know that throughout my life I've, I've reached different people at their time of need and I've provided them a place where they can belong. Like I know that sounds all airy-fairy. I know it sounds not very business-like. Um, I'm not saying it's not about the money at the end of the day. We need to have enough to run our businesses. But sometimes take ourselves out of the studio. It might be taking your seniors out for, for a dinner, you know. Yeah. Yes, that's time away from your family, but you're not going to charge for that because that's going to keep those students there. So, you know, there is a return. But Absolutely. more than that, it's showing them that their, their time is important enough for you to, 
to go and have conversations with them that yeah. they are yeah. valued. Absolutely. I have to share a story with you, Jane, just on that. Um, I had one of our uh, teens um, approach me uh, two nights ago. She said, Miss Mel, can I have a, a quick chat to you? And I said, of course you can. So we came in and sat on my couch in my office and she said, I just want to tell you, she said, I'm, I'm experiencing um, very severe anxiety at the moment, which I already knew was the case. Um, this young girl is on the autism spectrum. And she's having a really tough time at school. So she's at the moment, she's seeing a psychologist and mm. he said, Miss Mel, she said, I'm, I'm having panic attacks every day at school and there's lots of triggers for me. I'm spending lots of time in the wellness centre at school. You know, she's telling me all of this and my, my heart's breaking for this beautiful young girl who's a, a she mm. is an amazing dancer. Um, and she said, I'm here just to tell you that that doesn't happen here. Mm. And I was like, oh, I said, I'm so privileged that you have told me that information and thank you so much. And she said, I, she said, I, I do want to tell you that I do have some triggers and, and we spoke about those, but mm. she said it mm. hasn't happened here because this is my safe space. Mm. Mm. What an honour, what a privilege. Uh, absolutely. can have that kind of environment where school is really tough for her and she may end up being homeschooled because of, you know, the social pressures she's facing. And, yeah. and yeah, so that to me, I just and think, oh, if I don't that, do anything else, that's it. That, yeah, that, that is it. That is it, absolutely. Um, and, and it's powerful. It's yeah. powerful. So. And a privilege. Yeah. And, and our why, right? So on those hard days... You go back to stories like that, and this is where journaling is is really important, mm. and and keeping a, a journal, perhaps even just of gratitude dot points, because that one, if you're having a bad day and you go back and read that dot point, then you are reminded what you are offering to the community is is more than dance. We know this, and um, it is a huge with, with privilege comes responsibility, and you've created that space that doesn't have as many triggers that she feels safe. Now, that's a huge responsibility and we do need to take that on. I think we need to take that on and just say, this is a drama-free zone. You know, we do not tolerate drama. You've explained it very well how you've done that in your studio. You see things, you address them. You yep. do not let things fester. They're uncomfortable conversations. Sometimes you might even find that students leave. Mm. That's fine. That's fine. You're yep. doing your job well in that case. But it's a responsibility that we have. And the, um, I, I loved when you talked about that student that um, although I don't love that she's having trouble at school, I loved that you mentioned the wellness centre. Yes. And I just wrote that down because I thought, yeah. wow, what a progressive school. Yeah. So schools are changing as well. They're not just going, we need to teach children and teenagers in this case how to read, write and um, learn where things are on maps. They're saying we have to, which I missed that unit, by the way, the where things are on maps. I'm very bad at it. <laughs> there must have been a way for all of geography from year eight. We've got Google Maps now. It's all good. <laughs> Even on the world map, I'm pretty bad at it. Um, but the school is acknowledging, you know, that this, these are people. They're yep. growing people 
and um, what a huge responsibility. And the same is with us. Yes, we can teach a tondu, we can teach a plio, we can, I can tell you how to grand jeté, um, but we're, we're teaching people. We're teaching humans Absolutely. and this is a fundamental part of their life and sometimes it's make or break. I mean, the stories you hear are mm. enough to make you weep, aren't they, of, oh. of things that are happening to teenagers inside their brains and, and inside their hearts, yeah, they can make you weep. Um, I think, um, you know, I, I love what you said, Jane, about that we we are teaching humans, we're teaching people. Where yes, we can teach a great tondu, but beyond that, more importantly, we are teaching these young people as they're growing through that the toughest period of their life. Um, mm. And I think we have to take that seriously from our own educational perspective as leaders and as teachers. And I know both you and I have been, uh, you know, quite sort of immersed in attending local uh, sessions around things mm. like managing anxiety and leadership for young people. So I really encourage people to, to go out and read as much as you can and, and attend those local seminars because schools are a lot more conscious. I know our local schools are, yes, there's wellness centres. They are running parent information sessions on things like anxiety um, that you can access. So I encourage people to go out and, and look at those sorts of things and bring that back to your team as well and, and talk about those areas because it is just as important as teaching great dance technique, isn't it? Oh, more, more important, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Um, I know one of your your favourite sayings, as is mine, is when we know better, we do better. And you know, we we cannot just f flop around and go, oh, I just don't understand them. You know, there is information out there. There is so much information out there. Awesome. Um, you can read yourself silly but you will do better because you know more. Mm -hmm. And, yes, go go to conferences, look on. Um, one of my favourite things to do, actually, is look on Facebook events, just look on what's around me. I've found out so much, you know, not sometimes you get targeted, obviously, and it comes up and you're like, oh, <laughs> Facebook knows me well. Yes, I would like to go to that. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, <laughs> but sometimes, you know, just look, look through events, um, Eventbrite as well is good for that as Facebook events and you can find so much interesting um, information with some world-class experts yeah. um, that are out there doing doing wonderful work. Here in Australia, Rebecca Sparrow um, is fantastic, a really great resource, as is Michael Carr-Greg. Yeah, yeah, Dr. Justin Coulson, C-O-U-L-S-O-N. They are my top three for yes. navigating the teen life. I'll, I'll add in Steve Bidolf into that one too. I've seen him speak oh, yes. and read his books. They're wonderful resources. Yeah, um, fantastic. And we can perhaps put some of those links in the show notes too. For sure. Um, the um, other thing, just quickly, yes. sorry, Jane, just on the resource side of things, my team mm -hmm. at the moment are currently um, undertaking the YPAD accreditation, mm -hmm. which is the Youth mm -hmm. Protection Advocates in Dance. It is um, a Fair program case. that is based in America but is yeah. available to Australian and UK studio owners. So I encourage people to do that. The growth in my team, we're just, we're sort of, uh, 
we're aiming to have it finished by the end of the year. Um, even mm. my administration team in handling, like through the process, they've had some curly questions come through from parents and they've been able to, they've felt a lot more equipped to be able to respond to parents when they're coming through with perhaps issues to do with their children. So I really encourage people to, to look at that as well. It's a great resource. Fantastic. Yes, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, and I think, you know, the more the more information and, and the more resources we can arm ourselves with. Um, there's also a lot of, um, we work with a number of organisations here um, in regards to, I guess, just overall well-being, so not so much um, developmentally, you know, how teenagers change and things, but providing resources about how they can navigate these changes, actual resources. Um, Headspace is one of them. It's the one we use here in Adelaide, Headspace, and they provide us great information. We had we had one of their speakers come out and, and talk to my team about um, managing anxiety and, and, you know, practical ways. So if, if you don't know the answer, and that's fine, we don't know everything, um, then search it out. And that's where our job is never boring because, you know, we're, we're looking at how to grow our business. We're looking at how to lead our team. We're looking at how to market a Facebook ad. We're looking at our preschoolers' first journey away from mum. We're looking at a teenager and navigating their mental health. We're trying to work out how to teach a step. Um, we're retraining in anatomy and physiology. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so if you, yeah, if you feel overwhelmed, yeah. <laughs> That's why. You're, you're doing it right. And <laughs> yeah, it can be overwhelming. Um, I think just, you know, try and managing the information is, is part of the challenge as well. Mm. I, I often get so much, um, I have a spam email box, you know, like when I do sign up to way too many lead magnets yes. and things like that. Yeah. Such a sucker. I'm a sucker for a lead magnet, Mel. I've me got, too, me too. Oh, I have a specific email address for those lead magnets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I will download your free checklist and, and <laughs> get 14 emails from you every week. Thank you. But some of it's really good and it does just feel a little bit overloaded sometimes. And you're like, oh. So just have a, a way of storing that information so that then when you are ready to unpack, you know, if it's teens or if it's marketing or whatever, and I've gone off topic a little, but um, I think it is worth mentioning. <laughs> if you get a system for that, you're going to, good to be able to help. Good little pack there, Jane. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bonus. Bonus. Um, also, we're coming right up to the end. So have you got, uh, I guess, one more pro tip for teens and then I'll finish with one too. One like if there's nothing else that you do when handling your teens, you would I would <laughs> I'm looking at my list here. Love them. I would really mm -hmm. love even when they are hard to love. Um especially I, when they're hard to especially love. Especially when they're hard to love you know, show them kindness, show them understanding. I mean, don't put up with disrespect. I'm not meaning that. Mm -mm. But, um, I think when you create an environment of respect and love and nurture, um, love your teens as much as you do you would a toddler would be my mm -hmm. recommendation. And what about you, Jane? Yeah. Um, look, it was similar. I was going to say hug them. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Hug them if 
if you know and I always ask can I give you a hug um, and uh, they love that and I just feel like we're so disconnected I feel like touch is really important actually mm. um, and it, it you do need to be very careful obviously but um, a little hand on the shoulder or a little arm around the shoulder as you're walking to class you know yeah. I might be walking next to a student um, and just give them a little squeeze and say it's really good to see you and I think because we're online and we're, we think we're connected but when we're so disconnected that the human touch is really, really important. And so um, quite often if some a student has been challenging to me in class, I'll say to them, um, Jane, can you, can you just come and see me before you go? You know, and everybody's like, mm. And instead of saying, hey, listen, you were giving me, you know, what, what, what was that all about? You were being very rude. I say... I think you've got some stuff going on. Is it all right if I just give you a hug? And they're all sweaty and disgusting, but anyway. We're um, used to that. Yeah, we're used to that. I'm pretty sweaty and disgusting by that point too. <laughs> too and too. Um, yeah, look, none of them have said no. And, and quite often, you know, just the minute you touch them, quite often they'll dissolve into tears, bless mm. their little cotton socks. Yeah. Because you showed them that they're, val they're, they're valued and they're valuable. Yes. And then you say, hey, hey, you know, I could tell you, you know, well, good on you for getting through the class and you don't have to tell me what's going on. Of course you're welcome to, but know that I'm here and that I give out free hugs all yeah. the time. Um, so hugs your class. <laughs> Come and get a sweaty, <laughs> sweaty hug with Miss Jade. I mean, it does sound... Good, doesn't it? Yes, great, great. <laughs> well, Miss Mel, we've come to the end. Look, I thoroughly enjoyed that. I got goosebumps, I got tears, I smiled my way through it and I've got teenagers tonight and I've got to tell you, listening to the stories you shared and just chatting with you now, I've got a spring in my step. Yeah, me too, me too. Mm. Love and it. I hope, you know, if, if people are listening, I hope that that's, that's been the outcome for you as well and that you go into those next teenage classes with um, some new motivation to really make an impact. And I know that people are anyway. I don't want to be condescending or patronising. Mm. I'm not. I just want to be encouraging and um, say we can do this even when it's hard that these kids, these teenagers need us now more than ever. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks. Thank you, Miss Mel. All right. Bye for now. Bye. Thanks for listening to At The Bar with Jane and Mel. We appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to our podcast. We would love for you to leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you think, what topics you'd love us to cover or any feedback you'd like to pass along. You can reach out to us both via the Dance Studio Success with Jane Gretsch Facebook page. Send us an inbox. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and we hope that our podcast helps you as you navigate the highs and lows of dance studio ownership. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 